I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. Can we talk about fraud? White on white crime. Yes. So this this story this week, this securities fraud story, and I feel like people read headlines that say securities fraud and they sort of assume, ugh, boring. I think it's the word securities that makes people immediately fall asleep. Let's just call it something else. This guy basically pretended to be someone else to steal someone's money. To like steal $25 million. $25 million. And he wanted more. He was going for 55 And so And so the way this happened, it's this guy named Andrew Kasperson. He worked for a firm called PJT, which basically restructures private equity funds. And he went to some guy his firm deals with and is like, hey, I have this great investment. Uh, can you send me $25 million from the foundation that you manage money for? So the guy sends $24.6 million from the foundation Plus, a charity. Right, a charity. Plus $400,000 of his own money to put in an investment that this guy who's been charged, Casperson, according to the complaint, he described as, quote, offering private equity returns 15%, but without the risk. No risk. I have a lot to say about this. And one of the things I have to say is once I was talking to the former Secretary of the Treasury of the United States of America, Tim Geithner, and I asked him what the next financial doom machine was. And he looked at me and he said, it's any investment where people promise amazing rewards with no risk. This is that. The thing is, if you have access to some kind of investment that provides 15% returns with no risk, you're not going to sell it to your counterparties. You're going to put your own money in it, put your firm's own money in it. And this is what happened with Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff, for years, had this fund that was reporting these very stable, very high returns. And everyone was sort of looking at each other and going, well, gee, isn't this great? These stable returns we're getting that beat everybody else in the market with nobody sufficiently asking, how can this thing possibly be true? I think that you're discounting the clubby nature of this industry. The headline of Bloomberg's story about this guy was, banker accused of $25 million fraud arose from gilded legacy. That means he was selling this to a friend, somebody with a similar background as him. In fact, it was a foundation that worked for a hedge fund. And the guy who gave him the money also had enough to give him 400000 k to kick in of his own stuff. This is serious white-on-white crime. This is rich-on-rich crime. And I'm actually surprised that it was leaked to the media, that it became a big deal. It's only because this guy impersonated being from his own private equity firm when he was actually acting as an individual that he was caught. Otherwise, this might have been handled quietly among peers. When the guy was like, oh, send me this $25 million for this great high return, no risk investment, he created, uh, the account was in the name of Irving Place 3 SPV LLC. Sounds official, right? Had, that's, that's normal. Had no actual affiliation with the real investment firm Irving Place. Irving Place says we had no idea about any of this. It was just an account, and then the guy took the money, used some of it to repay money that he had improperly borrowed from somebody else, put the rest of it in his own brokerage account, then made options trades with the money. And, and like really dumb options trades. He was just trading options on the S&P 500. This is vanilla stuff that you could do on your, from your E-Trade account when you're 14 years old. Right, but what you can't do is what this guy did, which is, according to the complaint from the U.S. attorney, he lost the $17 million in yeah, like a month. Yeah, you can't make any money right. if you're this guy. Yeah. So that's why you can't just quietly get the money back from him. He doesn't have the money. His lawyers were saying at the hearing that but he his can't... his family is... It's a billionaire family. He comes from a lot of money. I'm sure cousin Cece or his sister Muffy or grand Mamie Alice would have had the $25 million scratch... It looks to me like whoever sent him this money, 
just behaved like a complete bonehead. Like you need to ask to see some sort of records. Don't you have to involve your lawyers? It's someone who trusted him. Again, this goes back to the clubby nature of this industry, investing and charity among this set of people. It's like, oh, this guy's Casperson. They own acres and acres of land in Florida and they're farmers and they're billionaires. This guy, I know the firm he works for. I know his family. Totally. Of course, I'll give him $25 million. Is that a mistake? I mean, obviously, in this instance, it it was a mistake. But so I I guess my question is, is this part of a broader culture on Wall Street where people are making big mistakes because they're not checking up on either their friends or people Uh who are in... Yes. Hello. Look at Valiant. Look at Sun Edison. Look at how many scalps have been ripped off in hedge fund parking lots that people went in without doing their due diligence because this tiger cub who's related to this person who I went to Yale with is involved in this stock. It happens all the time. But so on, on average, what you're losing money to there is not fraud. It's incompetence, right? Like, Because yes. if you're missing rare frauds like this, you're going to miss much more common, stupid, honest decision making. But the incompetence and the fraud in this case, I think come from the same issue, which is a lack of due diligence. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. We are distributed by ACAST. <laughs>